2: Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.
3: Through 25 seasons. Hey! 4,561 episodes. I believe the Oprah Winfrey Show is one of the greatest classrooms in the world.
4: I really never
3: thought of it that way. The aha moments. The breakthroughs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I'm missing so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The LOLs, the moments that mattered, the eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. We've heard from thousands and thousands and thousands of you asking us to do this show. And what I'm hoping you come away with from this show is a sense of knowing awareness and also a sense of compassion for all the families who have to deal with this every day. It hits home for over a million families. As many as 1 in 150 children are affected, according to the Centers for Disease Control. That is 67 children diagnosed every single day in America and a new case every 20 minutes in America. It's growing so quickly that the CDC is now calling it a national Health threat. There is no known cause and no known cure. But if you are a family living with this, there is no mystery about how devastating autism can be.
1: This is a national health crisis of our time. This is bigger than AIDS. This is bigger than breast cancer. And almost no attention seems to be paid to it.
5: Nothing is simple with David. Everything is stressful, and everything is laborious and exhausting. OK, you know what? I just don't think this is going to work. No, it's not. And I say, David, you know, I'm trying to get to him, and he's not there. He's not there. I don't know where he is, but he's not there. He
3: is trying so hard to stay in himself. And I'm trying so hard to pull them out
4: all the time. You're stressed that your kid's not eating broccoli? My kid's eating baby food for the last three years. Getting dressed is just agony. Putting on your socks, believe it or not, is about a 20-step process. This took me two years. Two years to
5: put a shirt on? To put a shirt on. Two years. <laughs> Danson goes through phases where he doesn't sleep for like two or three weeks straight. I mean, maybe from like seven to eight in the morning and you're up all night.
6: It took us years and years to get him toilet trained. we thought we'd have that solved. And then to have that go backwards, that was one of the darkest days.
1: I so hope I won't be changing diapers when he's six and a half. Those
3: are scenes from an eye-opening documentary called Autism Every Day, produced by Autism Speaks. That is the nation's largest Autism advocacy organization. Michelle, Jesse, and Katie are three of the parents who are featured in that really beautiful and informative film. So welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having us. so So, at what point did you realize that your child was autistic?
1: Well, he developed very normally. He walked, talked, did everything on time. Was you know, beautiful loving little boy, and when he was about 2, I noticed he was losing words, and I thought I was crazy. I thought I was doing something wrong. I kept thinking, what do maybe you mean
3: losing words?
1: He would he had probably a thousand words. I love you mommy. I want to watch Barney now. And then all of a sudden, he he'd be looking at me blankly when I spoke to him like he didn't understand me anymore. Wow and i took him to the pediatrician and she was like it's fine it's because you just had a baby bo- he had a baby brother who was recently born and i kept thinking it's more than that yeah. i know it's more than that felt that it was yeah more than that. and then we were told to wait we were told to just you know watch it and then you know i regret that so much because yeah. if i listened to my gut yeah. yeah i would have pursued it with a developmental yeah.
3: pediatrician this was so shocking when i watched that documentary because i always thought that the children, in terms of their development, you wouldn't see them develop. And so you would know immediately, you know, like they're not sitting up Sometimes. or they're not speaking. Yeah. And what I've learned is is that there's a whole spectrum yes. Yeah, yes. of the disorder. The, How the, did you know,
6: Jesse? That was—that's the devastating part about this, Oprah, is mm-hmm. that for us, um, Adam was developing normally. Mm-hmm. And it almost seems like you're robbed of your yes. child somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle of development where Adam... The telltale sign for us was we were in this play place where there was this huge ball pit.
3: There's Adam. And, yeah. yeah, beautiful yeah. guy.
6: And, um, and Adam was in the ball pit. And how old and was he? How old He was old? about 18 months at that okay. time. Okay. And children were crashing around Adam, and he would just lay there. And Adam had such a beautiful smile, and the smile started to go away, mm-hmm. and the twinkle in his eyes started to go away. Mm-hmm. And I just, we knew that there was something wrong, but we would go to the doctor and he would say, you're a nervous parent, you're a new mm-hmm. father, you mm-hmm. don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But we knew, as a parent, we knew that there was something wrong. And it was, it was just devastating, because I was losing my boy to a world that I didn't understand or, or could comprehend. Had you
3: even heard of autism?
6: The first time... I've heard of autism through the film Rain Man. That was yeah. my reference. Yeah. So yeah, my instant reaction, I did not hear the word autism from a professional. I heard it from his godmother. I remember the day, it was his second birthday, yeah. and he was running back and forth, and his godmother said, I'd hate to think it, but do you think Adam may be autistic? I said, Adam's not like Rain Man. That was my reference. I thought it was, it was, you know, that was awesome.
3: I think for many people, that's why I wanted this show to first be about awareness and then understanding compassion, because I think for many people, that's their only reference to it. Michelle.
5: I thought, actually, that Danson was going deaf. That's what I thought was happening with him, because like Katie said, he hit all of his milestones. He was interacting and just like a typically developing baby. And then he got ill. He had a respiratory infection and he was hospitalized for a week. And it's like he came out and he never spoke again. And you'd be dancing, 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 and he wouldn't turn around. So the first and thing he was I how did. How old? He was two. Two. And I took him to get his hearing tested. And um, ironically, I'm an educator and was in a doctoral program in education, at, and at that time, yeah. and I never heard the word autism, which is just terrifying. Yeah.
3: You never heard it. No. Were you told it was PDD or...
5: Yeah. That's how he was diagnosed. Yes. And, um, and... what does
3: PDD mean?
5: It's Pervasive Developmental Disorder. And I had no idea. What I went home was. to stay up all night the next several nights on my computer, and every time I put in PDD, NOS, which is the rest, not otherwise specified. What in the world does that mean? Autism came up. And wow. I was like,
3: wow. Wow. Well, as Katie said, her son, Christian, seemed happy and typical. Uh, until he was about two, as everyone here has said. Mm-hmm. So here's some home video of Christian and his baby brother before he was diagnosed.
1: Hi guys, hi dad. Who's that with? Who who are you with? Are you? Hi guys. Hi, hi guys. guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny. Is that funny? It's... Are you holding hi, a baby? baby? What do we say when the baby cries? We careful, baby. Be careful, baby. <laughs> we say, "Don't cry, baby."
3: And how old is Christian now? So he was the older brother there. Yeah,
1: that's hard to watch.
3: Learning to speak, yes.
1: Um, yes, he was the older brother. He was two. And as you can see, you look at that, and you wouldn't think something's wrong. Absolutely. And it was very similar to what Michelle was saying. The sickness has started. He was sick all the time, soon after that. Um, and he lost his speech. And he was also toilet trained in that video mm-hmm. and would operate the telephone. Making, I don't crank calls. I don't know, but he would try. He would do like (laughs) imitation, you know. Try to, you know, Uh and on the computer. And I'd say within three months of that video, it was all gone.
3: Within three months, yeah, all gone. Whoa. Yeah. And so for so long, were you trying to hold on to that? Were you trying to hold on? I'm sure all of you trying to hold on to what he used to be. Yes. Yes. It's like
6: it's like how do you mourn your own child? In a sense, in a sense that your child is still alive. But that part of him is gone. Mm-hmm. And you're constantly searching for that part of him that yeah, and you had. also
3: gone where? Yeah, right. You just don't know. Right. It's just
6: it's just unbelievably frustrating and heartbreaking that right. you had him and he's somewhere that you don't understand and not too many people understand what to do to help yeah. to be able to take him out of and it.
3: And is it like your child disappeared? Because yeah, you had him, he was there, you were seeing the personality form and then he disappears where? One of the women on the tape said, I know he's in there, I just don't know where. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking to really courageous families who are living with autism and allowing us inside their lives today, and I'm hoping that it will make us all be more understanding and compassionate and just aware, because the CDC is now saying that this is a national health threat, because one out of 150 children, that's a lot of children, are, uh, have autism. So uh, on the tape, you're saying, I just wish I could get one word. Right. Has it, you know, you were saying that it was 18 months. I don't know. Do you speak at 18 months? Had he said he, Dada he yet? He
6: was saying Dada. He had about four words. He was saying Dada. And I often say that if I close my eyes on any given moment, I could remember what that sounded like. And I hang on to that. And I hang on to that memory. Um, and since then, he has not he hasn't spoken a word since. And I, but he relates to me in other ways. I mean, we're spiritually connected. Mm-hmm. And I don't give up hope. I I know that one day he'll he'll come back and he'll say dada to me. He says dada in different ways. shows me different ways of of connecting to me. But I often try to remember and try to hold on to um, what that sounded like. There was a point where I was actually looking through videotape. And I remember staying up late one night, scanning and going through videotapes and scanning for hours and saying, maybe we caught this word. Maybe I could find my son in these tapes. And um, I just stopped. I just had to stop. Mm -hmm and had to realize that my son was right in front of
2: me, and that I had to do everything I could to help him. Yeah. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. (laughs) Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.
3: Some autistic children show behavior that is erratic and repetitive and sometimes uncontrollable. And this behavior is called stimming. Stimming is short for self stimulatory behavior. And uh, well, pretty much what he's doing right now is stimming.
1: He flops his
7: hands and sometimes claps them together. <laughs>
6: He spends most of his time jumping up and down on his toes, clapping his hands. Frankly, it does drive you crazy after hearing that for a couple of hours,
8: <laughs>
6: or weeks, or months, or years.
5: He grinds his teeth. He makes this clicking sound.
4: You just want to be like, shut up. Shut up. I can't take it. It drives me crazy. And then
1: couple that with feeling guilty because that's the only sound he can make. Once in a while, he just picks a phrase and it just keeps coming up. Um, Hooting is the last one. He's into head banging. And
4: he loves to bang his head against you, and sometimes it hurts. Adam, nice, nice, all right, nice. He'll scratch his neck and uh, rub his eyes or he'll scratch his arms and sometimes the shoulders. Um, it's really painful to watch.
3: Can you describe what Christian, how stimming affects him?
1: He often ha- has those hand gestures a lot. And what we try to do is redirect it towards uh, more functional things. Like, he loves music, and my mom got him a synthesizer. And so he plays. Not well, but he plays. Mm-hmm. And we try to engage in a lot of physical activities. I think he does that to feel his body. I don't think he can feel his body like we can. And the teeth grinding, the same thing. And we try to give him ways to get that feedback without being just... Well, yeah. listening
3: to your stories, I just think, you know, parenting, I believe, is the hardest job on Earth. Mm-hmm. And if you're a single parent, God God be with you. It's just the hardest thing on Earth. And one of the parents on there say, "We're saying, that you have to constantly be in the moment of trying to create, be creative and stimulate and try to find a way in all Mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. It must be exhausting. So exhausting.
6: Uh, Exhausting
1: beyond belief. mean, It's basically
6: draining, exhausting. You're constantly in watch mode. You're constantly watching, and if you're not watching, someone else (laughs) has to watch and Mm -hmm. seeing what he's doing, trying to redirect him, Mm -hmm. trying to keep him connected in our world as opposed to the world he wants to drift off into.
5: And I think sometimes it's kind of like a really destructive and bad relationship when you're just trying to get someone's attention all the time. Like, please love me. Please Mm -hmm. love me. That's how you feel. And it's very... It's sometimes you just feel so small. And you just... Just to get your child to look at you, you will do anything. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, according to an estimate in uh, Newsweek, it could cost more than $3 million to care for an autistic person over the course of their lifetime. And for many families, the financial burden is, is not the only cost.
6: Anna and I, it's like we lost part of our life in a sense. We gave up our house. We gave up a life that was comfortable, you know, to come back here and to live with my mother-in-law, because we had to. We had to make that choice for Adam. I love that house. And I remember walking out, and I just looked at that house for one last time. And it was almost like looking at my life that could have been.
5: We set up the basement like a classroom for Jackson. I wanted to get used to being in a school environment. We had to borrow money from my parents. We had to borrow money from my sister.
1: The $50,000 that we're in debt is all about the autism. One kid with autism is being diagnosed every 20 minutes. Every 20 minutes, a family is exploding in this country. They're going to go bankrupt, probably end up divorced. Having a child who needs what Danson needs made it really difficult for me to
5: balance my life and be a mother and have a job and be a wife. I didn't give that marriage what I could have because I had nothing left to give. And so your marriage ended? First marriage ended. Yes, it did. But I think what's really important to say, um, it's one of many gifts that Danson has given me by making me be a better person and a more loving person. And my ex-husband and I are best friends. And it is our responsibility, I believe, as Danson's parents, to work out whatever issues we might have had, because it's not his fault. And with an autistic child, your parents... Danson acknowledged three people in the whole world, my, hus- my ex-husband, myself, and my mom. No one else did he even notice. So if you remove one of those three people from his life, it's just not fair to him. Mm-hmm. And so we have joint custody, and we work together and, and love him. And we have family meetings every week mm-hmm. about dancing. And you've since remarried? Yes, I have. And how
3: does your... I see you it must be nice. Saying, That's fine. <laughs> yeah. okay. And how does your new husband ad- adjust to an autistic child in the home?
5: My husband, Michael, is an angel in my life because I did this um, basically as a single mom for three years, although I had the weekends off, which is a luxury that, that most people don't. Still, I homeschooled Danson. I was with Danson 20 hours a weekends day. Weekends off because he was with his father? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my husband, Michael, came in and made this choice to love us and to be with us. And he's a calming force in Danson's life. Danson kicks me out of the room when Michael gets home from work. Yeah. And the two of them just connect. So he is connected. Yes. able to connect with him. Yes.
3: That's a special man that can do that. Mm -hmm. Well, Dr. Anshabatra is a pediatrician who focuses on autism, and two of her sons are autistic. Now, can you help us understand what this is? You Uh, would know
8: having two sons. Yes, I do know. Well, autism is a developmental disorder that is uh, characterized by uh, deficits in three main areas of a child's development. Uh, A delay in language. Delay in language. Impairment in social interaction. So you can't really connect with other people. Right. And, and, And repetitive or odd behaviors. Yeah. And that's how you define autism. David, want to
7: play catch?
3: Andrew and David. David are only a year and a half apart, but in many ways, these two okay. brothers are strangers. David. Good boy. His brain is just messed up,
7: and I feel so bad for him. I wish I could go into his body and see what's like, wrong with him,
3: like, how does it feel to be him? 10-year-old David's autism is heartbreaking for his older brother. The hardest part is just being lonely. I wish I had
0: someone to play with. He's come home and said it's not fair. None of my friends have a brother like David. This sucks. I hate it.
7: Sometimes I feel guilty when I'm mean to him. If, he, if he's annoying me and I'm just like scream at him, I feel really bad. I feel like it's my fault.
3: Even in this home filled with love, 11-year-old Andrew sometimes feels left out. I just think they should give me some attention too.
0: David, do you want to rollerblade in a minute?
7: So he gets all the attention every day, every second of my life. So like,
0: I'm just off in my own world. On good days, we think we've done a really good job given a really tough situation. But on the other hand,
7: I wish he was doing this as a trick, like, is he really normal? <coughs> it was this all like, just a joke. It was all just a big dream.
3: Andrew is here with his parents, Diane and Scott, and so did you know that this is how Andrew felt?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts as a mom very badly. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I think it's hard. It's hard to be parents of a child with autism, and it's just as hard, maybe even harder, to be a sibling. Mm-hmm. Cause I think... Because you don't have
3: that buddy. Yeah. I-, I think harder to be a sibling because you have n- nothing to compare it to and as andrew said to you when he came home you, you're in school and other kids don't have it and so much of your childhood is about comparing yourself and you know against what other people think of you and so are you embarrassed by your brother andrew um sometimes when my friend come over and he
7: does something really embarrassing it kind of makes me feel like why does it happen to me mm-hmm. and it makes me feel like um just different from everybody else in my family. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, trapped inside my own world, like mm-hmm. David is. Mm.
3: And so when did you... How old were you when you realized that he was different than, than you? Well, I didn't know what it was when I was really young,
7: so probably when I turned, like, five or something, uh-huh. I saw him doing weird stuff, yeah. and I was like, what is this? What's happening to him?
3: Uh-huh. And how did your parents explain it to you? They
7: said he... My mom, I remember, one day said to me, you see those wires in the back of the TV? well, they're all put together, but David's brain isn't. And I said, wow.
3: Yeah. And so sometimes you feel sad for him, I'm sure. I feel really bad for him, because he
7: just doesn't know how to feel. He doesn't know what he wants. He can't talk to us. hmm Has he ever spoken to you? He can talk. He can tell us what he wants. He can, he can say how old he is. He can say his name. He can say my name, but mm-hmm. that's
3: mostly it. hmm What do you most... What do you most want people to know about your brother?
7: What I want people to know is that he's not dumb, but he is really smart in his own way. He he can swim really good. He can rollerblade as well as I can. He can do so much things, and he, he's really lovable. He loves to be with his family, and
3: that's probably the best thing about him. Is that he loves to be with his family. But I can imagine, Scott, that what uh, Andrew was saying, every parent who's dealing with this on one level or another, understands that, you know, if you have a child who needs special attention, that child can suck all the attention away from everybody else.
6: Absolutely. Um, It's it's a very difficult balancing act, and it's something we've tried to manage as best we can. Um, There's really no right or wrong with this. Um, And, you know, we've made it our our effort always to give Andrew what he needs and try to be with him as as much as he can, but at the same time, we know David requires so much attention. Um, because of his deficit. So it's a constant balancing act, and there's a lot of guilt involved in it, and mm-hmm. we just do the best we can. You
3: sometimes, did I read, is this your family, you sometimes vacation without him, go
0: away sometimes without him because everybody needs a break? Yeah. You know, vacations are hard, I think, for every family with autism. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's really any vacation, even if you leave. If, if we... If Scott and I go away, which is not that frequently on our own, the planning, that's involved just to leave all the other kids home mm-hmm. is enormous. And about two years ago, we started taking one or two trips a year without David. And it's very bittersweet. Um, but it's something that we have to do. Mm-hmm. We need it, and I think both our other kids need it. And it's a, it's a good time for us to spend that quality time where we're not distracted by David. Mm-hmm. You know, his eating habits are difficult. I don't know how he's going to behave on an airplane. Or in a hotel room and wake us all up because the sleeping habits are bad. There's just so many um, what ifs.
3: Yeah. So, well, thank you, Andrew, for helping us understand.
6: eBay Motors is here for the ride with some elbow grease and a whole lot of love. You transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it at affordable prices and with eBay Guaranteed Fit. It's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only.
2: Exclusions apply. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.
3: Everybody wants to know, where does this come
8: from? What is it? You know, um, no one knows. Uh, It's still very unclear. Uh, As I was saying, that's a $64 million question. Yeah. Uh, But uh, now the medical community and scientists uh, feel that uh, most likely there's definitely a, a genetic predisposition. So these children are predisposed, because of that genetic salt shaker, Mm-hmm. Uh, from mom and dad, that, that they have a genetic predisposition. So, does everybody agree that it's some genetic component? Yeah, definitely. That's and everybody agrees. Yeah. And then and the then other there's the something else. So, what we don't know is that environmental trigger. What is it? Whether it's uh, infections, some virus, uh, trauma, birth. We don't know. And that's what. Now I've heard um, vaccines. Vex vac- the. Uh, yeah, there's some there's some controversy. Yeah, I know lots of controversy. I'm just saying it though. Yeah, but but uh, clearly the the vaccine question has been pretty much refuted. That vaccines are not linked to uh, the rise in autism. Yeah,
3: but I think that what what what, it's, what was said at the beginning of the show that's actually on one of the tapes is that um, it's bigger than breast cancer,
8: and bigger than breast cancer. Bigger than bigger, AIDS. Than, ch- bigger, than, uh, leukemia, bigger than bigger than childhood leukemia. Bigger than that. diabetes. And, and nobody's paying p- no attention paying. to it. Or it seems as though
3: nobody's paying attention to it. I mean, in all these years, mm-hmm. I've, I've been on since 1785. Mm-hmm. And, this is, uh, <laughs> and this is the first time I've done a show about it. So today we're shedding, or at least trying to shed some light on this often misunderstood disorder. And then there's always the parents who just say, can't
4: you just, can't you just keep your child quiet? <laughs> People have no idea what it's like to have a child with autism. Puh. Bessie. The constant comments, he's too old for that, he shouldn't be having that. Control your child, or why is she screaming? Why is he hitting himself?
2: Why is he biting and pinching?
4: What
1: are you doing to her? Why are you making her cry? And I say, well, you know, are you an expert in autism? But I get a look like,
7: you can't control him.
1: Wendy,
4: I have to always have eyes in the back of my head. Where is my son? What is he doing? Either what is he knocking off the shelf, or what is he putting in his mouth, or which stranger is he inappropriately touching. When Jody was on the swings and crying, the other moms were sort of looking and wondering why this eight and a half year old girl was screaming and carrying on because she didn't want to get on a swing. It's impossible not to feel the judgment.
1: Because they're not in a wheelchair, or they're not blind, or a lot not visibly disabled, they're really harshly judged. I wish other parents could know how hard our kids work, that we are trying all day long, every day, to get the best possible out of them.
3: So this is Allison, who you saw in the park with her autistic daughter, Jodi. So what do you say to strangers who make those kinds of comments?
4: Well, you tried to use it as a teaching moment to explain to people that she has autism and that's why she's behaving the way she's behaving. But society is just not prepared to deal with a 12-year-old who's having a meltdown in the playground or who's in the supermarket removing the cereal boxes from the shelves and lining right. them up in the aisles. And really, I think what families and children with autism what we really need is compassion and understanding. And what so often we're confronted with is scorn and disdain. And it would be so much more valuable for people when they see a family struggling with a child with autism in a restaurant or on an airplane to say, can I help you, mm-hmm. or just to offer a, a knowing smile. Because that's not a child who's acting out. That's not a mother who doesn't know how to control her child or who's a bad mother. That's a family that's doing the best they can.
3: Wow. I love that. I love, instead of judging, saying, can I help you?
5: Danson receives speech therapy, occupational therapy, and physical therapy in our home program. We will hold a a baggie of M&Ms, and we say, find the M&Ms, and he'll give us the picture of the M&Ms. We've been working on this for three years, and we finally... Got it. every two hours throughout the day between 8 and six thirty, someone else comes in the room I spend I... about four hours a day in
4: the room we do 10 hours of verbal behavior therapy at home which is applied behavior analysis we also do music therapy on the weekends and we do a prompted speech the all these therapies uh-huh. cost yes. a lot of money which we pay for out of Davies College Fund
3: All of these families have tried similar approaches to treating autism. Dr. Bartra, any help? Absolutely. First Uh, of all, I think, because one of the things I learned is that there's a whole spectrum and that autism doesn't affect
8: any one child the same. Absolutely. There's a whole spectrum. That's why it is now called a spectrum disorder, where you have children with those three core deficits that we discussed in language and social interaction and behaviors, but then there's ranges and severities. So you could have a very severely impacted individual with very little language uh, or, on the other spectrum, have a very high-functioning individual who has plenty of language but may not be able to do it so, use it so socially or uh, has some little bit of odd behaviors but could go and be in a re- typical classroom setting. Where, what are your own children? What are the grandchildren? Th- they've, they've, they've sort of graduated. It, it's very interesting. Uh, autism is very dynamic. So as they progress, you sort of see them shifting. Mm -hmm. And my own kids are more um, higher functioning now, I would have to say. My youngest one is my poster child for early intervention. He is the... I really firmly believe he is the reason why um, I have this passion for autism, because we identified symptoms early with him. About 18, 19 months, he wasn't talking. He was lining up. He could care less who, who was around. We intervened early, and within four years, he's made tremendous progress, and now he's mainstreamed.
3: Yeah, but I know it's 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 hard to intervene early if, as if as we heard in the cases of all of the families here, when you go to your doctors, you go to the pediatricians, and they say, "Oh, don't worry, right. you're being you, you were right. told what that Michelle. I'm
5: completely neurotic." Yeah. and my doctor laughed in my face, right. basically. Yeah. yeah, right. We have a national
1: epidemic going on today, and I really want to stress that. Doctors really need to be more aware, and this is this is real. This is really rising. It, look how hard it was for us to get a diagnosis. It was so hard. So numbers are
3: exploding. Yeah, and when you came up here, you said to me, what?
1: "I have to refute what the doctor said vehemently." There is the uh, vaccine connection has not been refuted at all. In fact, we give thirty-seven vaccines to babies under the age of 18 months. Nobody has shown that that's safe, a wise idea, the multiple vaccines at once. My son is sick all the time. He has constant immune, immune reactions to everything. His allergies are exploding. I mean, if you look at food allergies, asthma, autism, it's all connected.
3: I have to say that there's much debate over what exactly causes autism, but the CDC says that both genetic and environmental factors May play a role. The CDC says they found no evidence to support that vaccines cause autism. So, is that your understanding, Dr. Batra? Yes. Okay. That is okay. We shall move on. You wanted to open the can. Thank it's you. open. Thank you. Okay.
1: Thank
8: you. What are some warning signs? Um, warning signs. Uh, the. Uh, Absolutely. I thought what you said
3: earlier that you caught it earlier in your. Oh,
8: I caught it early uh, uh, in your son, in my your second son. son. Uh, yeah, uh, delay in language. Uh, early early signs are no um, n- no babbling by 12 months. If your child is not babbling by 12 months, that is a red flag that he may he or she may have a developmental delay. Um, no pointing or other gestures by 12 months, or looking looking at the milk bottle, looking at mom, looking at the milk bottle, uh, waving. How big is Johnny? So big. They're not doing those things. That's, again, a red red flag. Um, but no. in their, their cases, their children were yeah. doing that. We, we see Christian on the tape. We're talking about the talking. early, early Okay, early, early. Early. I mean, uh, um, no... Uh, no single words by 16 months, definitely. That is uh, an indication for... But this possible.
3: is... In, in each of these cases, that's why it's so frightening. Your child has shown all the signs. They're doing everything on schedule. Yeah. They're babbling. They're talking. They're... Right. But, but again, it's, but it's, it's a spectrum again, of it's a spectrum. In, in it's my spectrum.
4: daughter's case, she didn't. She had those red flags. Yeah. She didn't babble. She didn't smile. She didn't point. She pointed, but not in an effort to draw attention. And that's when the doctors asked, "Does she point?" I said yes because she spent the day tapping on things. But he didn't say, "Did she point in an effort to draw your attention to something?" Yeah. So a lot of it has to do with the doctors being informed and asking Where? the right questions. Yeah. And Should Should also, the
8: mothers be more informed, yes. especially Absolutely. doctors yes. dealing with babies. Yes. Absolutely, yes. shouldn't they
4: know more about yes.
8: this? And and that's why there's there's a bigger push to help educate doctors who deal with children, educate uh, the young up and upcoming doctors. Okay.
3: So how has Adam made you a better man? Having to deal with all of this,
6: he's made me value every day. Um, here is a boy that um, accepts everybody for who they are. He um, Aww. he just. That's so hard to... Um, he um, He's made me think outside of myself. He's made me reach into the spiritual part of myself. I often said that years ago, I was looking for a love past infinity. That's what I would call it, something that I loved greater than myself. And when Adam came into my life, it was that love past infinity. It was that feeling of, of like, my God, you know, I, I thought I was here to change your life. Mm-hmm. But if I could change, your life 10% the way you change mine the love that he gives me mm. the, the the way that he he goes through all of this therapy and he's always That's positive so and always like he, the simplest things that are just so difficult for him to do and he tries his best it's just made me a better person a more patient person and, and a better individual
3: wow thank you for that That's so cool. and so there are i just want to go back to the two other symptoms that we miss no two-word spontaneous phrases by the time you're two years old. Right,
8: by two years, uh, if and, and this can be a little tricky because many times autistic individuals can have a lot of words, but those words tend to be a little repetitive, they're scripted, uh, and then they're they're not and any that, loss of language, any loss of yes, language yes. or any loss of social skills, and, and also if they don't respond to their name consistently by 12 months of age, that's another
5: one. So if
3: there's one message you wanted to get out, it would be what?
8: I wanted to say that
5: last month, Danton spoke to me for the first time, not verbally. He spelled on a letter board, and the first thing he said to me is M-O-M-S-O-R-Y. Oh. <laughs> and um, he went on to say his best friend is mom. He went on to say for his birthday he wants jeans and an iPod. Um, <laughs> and he's, he's <laughs> talking and sent his mouth. there is <laughs> hope. There is hope, and there are therapies. Our children are in there, and they are dying. For, they are here to teach us you talk to anyone. You go anywhere. You become a better person for me. Well, And yeah. that's why you're my parent. You
3: were
1: saying that, the, the chil- that there's so much love. There's so much love. That's, he's my inspiration. I mean, he loves me so unconditionally. My little three-year-old is a typical guy, and he said to me, I hate you because I wouldn't buy him a Power Rangers. You know, <laughs> Christian loves me, like, and I, and I love him with all my heart. He works so hard. He's the hardest-working boy in, in the world, I think. And we're treating it. We're trying so hard. I owe him to do everything I can to make him better. He's,
3: he's amazing. I want to say thank you to all of you for being so open and allowing us to expose your life and your families. And to all the families out there who are so courageous and still loving your children back to themselves, God bless you all. And I want to say that what works for one family may not work for, for another. And so the right. fact that you all just keep trying, keep trying, it's, it's, it's a real gift to your children. Thank you for letting us see it. Thank you. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, The Podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show, The Podcast. And I thank you for listening.
5: Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers?